Welcome to Eagle Nation. Your hosts are Waza, Dan and Wayne. Welcome to this week's show. We'll review the big clash between the Eagles and the Cats and then we'll preview the big game coming up against the Blues this week. Don't forget to join us on Instagram and Twitter as well as Facebook. How you going, Dan and Wayne? Good, thank you. Very good. Not bad, mate. Not bad. Another win, so happy yeah, another man. One, another win. It's uh, five in a row. We're the form team of the competition. Yeah, the Premiership favourites right now too, which is usually a scary thought. Well, after that uh, game, you'd, you'd, they're warranted to have it, I think, because... Uh, mm. They were gone at uh, half-time, and then they come back, and we'll talk about that later on. bit of useless trivia, and it's uh, about Shannon Hearn. This week he moves into first place at the West Coast Eagles for Games 1. Oh, we have to win first, but yeah. Yeah, we have, yeah that's if we win. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm trying not to get ahead of myself, but um, hopefully it happens this week. Um, McKenna and him are both on 165 wins, and it's taken Hearn 11 games more. Uh, and he's only second behind Dean Cox in games played. He only needs 13 more to become the highest Eagles tallied game player. And 22 to become our first 300. Is he going to get there? I yeah, think he will. I reckon so. I reckon I'll give him a year contract. Um, yeah. There's an aged kicker, so yeah. Yep. I reckon he'll go one more year and he'll finish off on about 310. So um, we got question time. We couldn't get in these last week. Raj Nah, who's a big follower of us on uh, podcast and that, he's on Instagram, said, you, there's two questions. Here's Philip White tiling from Instagram. They both go into each other. So I'll read you both of them. Do you guys agree that Nelson's, this is Nelson's best year and is Nick Nat the most eventual influential player in the league and Phillips was he's we, we um, ranked a few players a few weeks ago he wants us, us to rank Duggan, Cole and Nelson who would you have in top in those three we'll answer that one first okay right now Duggan of current form right now yep. oh, cool. Duggan I'd probably have Nelson but just on this block of games he's played brilliantly yep. and then Cole um, I think it is Nelson's best year. Um, not in how many games he's played, but he's the way he's playing. He's not turning the ball over as much. And with Nick Nat, the most influential player in the league at the moment, well, the last three games he's proved that he's been the difference with the ruck taps. He might not be around the ground, and I know we're going to talk about this more when we um, get into the game against the Cats, but... Um, that was the most game time we had the other day, and he was influential regardless of how you put it. What do you reckon? Oh, definitely score, score, assist. If that if that one he did with Kennedy doesn't go down as one of the goals of the year, <laughs> wasn't it brilliant? Oh, yeah. see, that was. I went back and had a look at it, and they said they winked and looked at each other. No, and when you so. first see it, you didn't see it, but you had a look at it, and he went like this. You know, people can't see us because we're not a video, but he nodded his head. <laughs> it was as funny how it just ran into it. So, um, my question for you guys, the Brownlow medal. It's only 17 rounds this year. Who do you have in front, and who do you have in front from the Eagles? Oh, well, Lockie Neal. I reckon he's, I reckon he's almost won it with mm. votes already. Um, Dustin Martin's been out. Dustin Martin's only had a good couple of weeks. He hasn't played brilliantly the whole season. Um, Dane Zorko's been out, so I don't think there's many players stealing votes from Lockie Neal too. Right now, Eagles is funny because we always steal votes off each other. Yeah. Um, well, it's going to be interesting who I gets the three votes from Gaff, the Cats. Gaff usually does get uh, most votes 
Well, if you go to the TNG voting, Gaff started off with a flurry, yep. and the last few rounds he's hasn't done much, and it's the last few weeks has been Kennedy and Nat Nui. So, like you said, I reckon they'd probably all be on about 10 votes each. Just quickly speed them out, Gaff, that's saying I won't talk about this in the game review because it's just quickly. Something I noticed about the game was Gaff ran into Kelly's opposition to actually free up Kelly. So, he's blocking for other players yeah. a lot now, which is a very, um, you know, very unselfish style of footy. And I love that. Yeah, he did. And, um, uh, Kelly got that clearance from that and it was saying I, I um, didn't pick up live at the game but watching the replay is yeah he specifically blocked to allow Kelly to come in and win it and that's the that's the, the mind frame a good team really needs isn't it like oh yeah they're playing great um, yeah, it's interesting how I was sitting there and Geelong had the oh, we'll talk about it when we get in the final siren <laughs> um, in under the pump I was going to talk about Mitch Cleary being dumped from the AFL, but after he explained why, because he um, used his Twitter feed instead of the AFL table to do it, I, I can understand why the AFL did it, but they are still hypocrites. My thing now is Ticketmaster and the way they do the tickets. It's unbelievable, but have a look at it. You remember, you go on there and they give you the shittiest seats. General public comes up. They get the best seats, and they worked it out because they make money out of it. Mm. Yeah, seats. I, I tried to get in last week, but there was. Uh, I don't know. I found it hard to get on there, and I'm not even. A me- I'm not a member, but I found it very hard to get on. And when I saw the prices, I didn't think it was worth it myself. So, well, I tried to get on, and I was. I wanted, you know, category one, two, or three, and all I was getting category five. And then when general um, admission went on, um, people were getting seats where I sit normally. And I'm sitting there going, well, how's that? And then it just clicked on me. Because they're getting them at premium prizes, $95, yeah. they're going to sell those tickets instead of getting them to the members for free. I tell you what, I felt like a kid in a candy shop. <laughs> I hadn't been to the footy in so long. Me and the missus side will go together. She hasn't been in two years, you know, since we've had the baby, basically. And I sat there watching the clock tick over to 2 o'clock in the afternoon to get tickets general admission, selected two. It was so easy, so quick as a general admission. And I had seats right behind the goals, but in, you know, the second tier. Yeah, the third tier, yeah. And it was brilliant seats. Yeah. Loved it. Well, I've been on Ticketmaster today for five hours and still haven't got through, so that's probably me done. And after you told me what the weather's going to be, Very I think I'll have mm-hmm. another week at home and uh, wait to the Hawthorne game. Um, let's get on to the final siren. It's the final siren. Nick Natnew and Josh Kennedy have turned in masterclasses after the Eagles overcame a 22-point deficit to secure an impressive win over Geelong. They won 11 goals, 773 to 10 goals, 4 up the stadium. Uh, Dan, you were there f- firsthand and you saw it, man. Um, it was a good comeback in the second half. Mate, what a very uncomfortable game. I'm not going to lie to sit through. Um, at one stage, I thought, I'm not coming back to footy because I already mentioned how long it's been since I've been. Last game was a loss to Collingwood. For a while, I was thinking, I'm a jinx here. <laughs> Every time, I felt like we were our, our own worst enemy during this game because we were having more inside 50s uh, and we just had poor disposal efficiency. We're turning it over. And every time we, I felt like we had momentum, they would get a quick goal and then just get that lead slide back up to about the 15 points. So it was a very nerve-wracking game. But, oh, my God, what a finish. Like, I was so glad, glad oh. to be there live. It was incredible. Geelong, Geelong must be spewing to be in control of the game for two yep. and a half quarters. 
and then lose the game because they were well in control of that game. They, they, they were, were down, well down a that, man on the bench as well, so yeah. they are hoping over a run or something. That, that took our marking game. I'm going to go through here. I've got it written down here somewhere. Uh, where is it? Uh, we averaged the league's most at 84 marks in the first eight rounds, and a half time we had 27 marks, so we only had 57 by the end. Mm. You, and you know, Richo is always saying, if you're around 90, Eagles going to win because they yep. dominate the air. They took our air game away from us, but they did take our link away from us as well by putting Menangola on Gaff, and he ran with him, but Gaff was always going to outrun him because mm. yep. Gaff is he's an endurance king, you know what I mean? And I, I, I was sitting there at half time going, well, I know we're a bit behind. If Geelong get that first goal, we're in trouble. Mm. And then they were, you know, 22 points up and I'm going, hey, we're going to win this. And then all of a sudden it was just like the kicking efficiency went from 47% in the first half to 73 in the space of one quarter. And I don't know about you guys and there's a lot of being said and we're going to talk about Nick Nat and Kennedy, but Liam Ryan's third quarter was one of the best quarters I've seen him play this year. He, he changed the game for the Eagles, without a doubt. He was fresher. He's, he was unbelievable. I'll throw it out there now. I don't know how anyone could have Josh Kennedy in your top three players. Well, we're going to talk I'll about that. Just damned if I... Great, great <laughs> first 16 seconds and a yeah. great last quarter. We're going to talk about that. Well, it's part of, the, it's part of this in yeah. the final thing, but... You know, to me, he was look, had a great last quarter. And it was great, and it was that that kick in that. But you know, how you could not have Dom Sheed in that top three without a doubt. Liam Duggan, Liam Ryan's third quarter was great. But yeah, that uh, well, that, let, let, let's go. Let's just go over Nick Nat and Kennedy's things. Nick Nat, thirty-four hitouts, twelve to advantage, ten disposals, four clearances, seven inside fifties, and that was the longest he's played in this year in a game. He only missed 30 minutes of the game of 108. Kennedy kicked the first goal. Hardly got Didn't see him hardly got a touch quarter. until the last quarter. Last quarter was a master class for the ages. 32 years old and he's kicked 15 goals in the last three games to be the outright common leader. We had this on um, the, the Next Generation discussion page, which is a sister page of Vegan Nation. And I was baiting a lot of people because I had Nick Natner with first, Sheed second, and fuck, I can't remember who I had third. Kelly. It might have been Kelly mm. or it might have been Duggan. Mm. And then, but as we found out, um, Kennedy got the free votes. But Dan's got a good point. When it was there to be one, he's the one that stood up. Well, that, in that's the last what I quarter. feel. He's kicked four goals. If you average four goals in a regular season, you're going to have a 100-goal season. Um, that's obviously if you play finals. And to me, it's like, right, Nick Nat had this brilliant game. Played great. Don't get me wrong. But he was he by doesn't, far the yeah, best. But he doesn't have many disposals, right? No, this is what he's constantly... Yeah, not exactly. But then Josh Kennedy, he, it's like, oh, he didn't get much of the ball. But Nick Nat, his job is to tap. He dominates that. Flip that to Josh Kennedy. His job is to kick goals. He didn't get many supposed, but he did that. Yeah. So to, as far as I'm concerned, they're both in it because they both did their job. That four goals, and I touched this, how tense it was. So imagine Daniel sitting at the footy thinking, I, we can't win this. Like, someone needs to lift. Sheed played a great game and played quite well the whole game. Uh, Nick Nat played great the whole game. Duggan and Shep were great down back. So these players were doing their part. 
but we needed someone to lift to win that game. They couldn't lift anymore. And here I was thinking, oh, we're going to lose this game. You know, I'm sitting there, need a play lift. And in comes Josh Kennedy, kicks three last goals, and he was the player to me that lifted and won us that game. We kicked 11 goals. I think... If you took... Okay, now this is a big call, so bear with me and let me explain it because it's a big one. If you took Nick Nat out of that game... We lost. No, I think we still may have won. Okay, this is what I'm saying. Let me finish. No way. Okay, let me finish. Why, do you don't think Hickey... Could have beat Ragalier in the ruck. I'm not saying he couldn't have. No, you don't I'm think he could beat Ragalier no, in the ruck. S- They've they decimated their ruck. Yeah, uh, I think if you took Josh Kennedy out, no way we win that because no one else was kicking the goals. No one was. Um, That's a big hypothetical. It, it is a huge hypothetical. A hypothetical. But what I'm saying is, Nick that dominated had a great game, but I think uh, Hickey. and Bailey Williams, if he came in, someone like that, they they were pitch hitting rucks. They didn't have a great ruck. Ragalier is not a ruck. Yeah, but you look at the first, like, you look at the so first quarter. To me, I think losing a Josh Kennedy out of that, the leading goal kicker, yep. on the ground by both teams. We only kicked 11 goals. He kicked four of them. You take that out of that side, I think that would be so much more is detrimental. This is this an argument for top three or top player on the ground? This is an argument who was the most important player on the All ground right. to me. To me, All um, right. And I just can't believe that a player can kick four goals... And people don't see him a top three player. Highest goal kicker. Oh, if he only got four touches, as long as they were four goals, yeah, but my, my I'm thing, happy with that. My thing that I brought up, he got four goals. If he only got two goals in that last quarter, no one would have said he was a match winner. If he only got two goals. He kicked the last two to, to beat him. But if he only got two... My, my, thing, my point was, Kennedy was there and he, he, he won the match in the last quarter. Yeah. But he wasn't, to me, in my eyes, in the top three players on the ground. No, because, to me, I go... It depends on how you look at it. I, I go on a four-quarter performance. And, to me, Sheed was the only player and Shep that put in a four-quarter performance. Mm. But didn't you say Nick Nat was your favourite? Number one. You, Nick you Nat, said Nick Nat, contradicted yourself. No, listen... I haven't finished. Nick Nat's <laughs> first tap was brilliant. For the rest of that quarter, he was jumped into. Oh, he so could, he couldn't up. get the taps because Ragley was jumping into him. Mm. And it wasn't until Nick Nat, in late in the first quarter, changed his angles. And after that, that was it. That was the guy. Was, that was game done. And he was feeding. He, and you'd watched it, and I watched it back, and he doesn't hit it to the same player twice. Mm. It went shooey, yo. Sheed, Kelly, and the the Geelong players just did not know where to go so, to his so taps. I would have gone longer than that because I I tip I didn't think he really got on top until halfway through the second quarter. No, it's end of the first. And I thought. I saw it. So I saw it. This is the way I saw it, and this is why I don't rate him higher than Grundy and then listening to what I say that and gone is because there was a there was a caption of the camera there. Duggan had the ball on half back. Nick was standing in the center of the ground with. Uh, whoever it was, and Duggan was waiting for him to lead. Now the camera was right behind him. He just stood there. He never moved. Didn't stand. Didn't even lead. He's just pushing everyone over there. He Duggan couldn't kick it to him because Nick had someone on. He did not move an inch. He did not. To me, a ruckman, his his caliber should be leading from the centre to the boundary line, or they're taking on the wing because they don't want to go back through the middle from a set play there. And going for that ball. Now he didn't do. Now let me finish here. He did not do that. At, at, and I saw it three times. He did not, did not do yeah. that. And that's why I don't rate him as high. And radically, I thought jumped into him for the first quarter and a half. And because my wife will tell you, she said, 
you keep going crooked neck. I said, look, he's just standing there. He's just getting jumped into yeah, it. But and he changed his game. And now just let me finish off because you guys get going. I can never get in. But <laughs> let me tell you now, John, Dom Sheed, if you watch that game, and it's the reason why I gave him three votes, mm-hmm. his 14 contested possessions were in the half-back line and got us out of the shit so much in that first half. That's why I gave him top votes. Dom Sheed is in my top three too. He was, he, he, to me, he I'm, was I'm arguing the order. In my, use, yeah. my view, he was best man on the ground by it. Yeah, well, the three people, the, the three players we're talking about are actually in my top three. It is Nick Nat, it is Josh Kenny, and it is Sheed who touched on. But was, one thing you said, and I, I wanted to let you finish before, but let's come back. You talked about how Nick Nat was grappled and he couldn't have a great effect because basically he was jumped into it and getting a free kick, basically. Sitting behind that goal, oh, I can't believe how badly Josh Kenny was impeded. Oh, yeah. Massive no argument there. And there was one stage in the, the goal back. square mm-hmm. where uh, I think it was more fell over... And he's gone back, and you see him put his arm around his waist to pull him down. He basically got tackled in the goal square, and people were going off. They're like, how is that not a free kick? There's a blatant and, push in the back there, yeah, too. And, he, and, he, and to he me, gets it every week. as I said, just sitting there, I think we're going to lose this game. Josh Kennedy kicks three goals in the last and win it. That being live at the game, I think that has given me a very biased look on it, <laughs> I'll be honest. But as I said, if he kicked four goals but one in each quarter, would that change your opinion, was it? Because yeah. to me, it doesn't matter. I, I no, think no. As long as you kick four no, for the game. I'm not saying he wasn't in the best players. I'm just yeah. saying that he wasn't in my top three. Yeah. And 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 I'm not, I'm not disagreeing that he was the match winner, because he was. Mm. I'm just saying he's not in my top three players on the ground. And I just found it... I find it... And it wasn't just this week. Every week that... Kennedy kicks a bag, he's always in our top three, mm. right? And that's cool, and maybe that's warranted. I just, some people look at the game and they go, oh, yeah, uh, four goals, bang. But, like, um, somebody else could have kicked three goals and had just as big as effect, and they wouldn't even have mentioned, right? Mm. Um, let's have a look at the other goal kickers. You see, two of the goals, though, stood out. One was the tap. And the other one was yep. the, the, the big mark. At the, the end, that won us the game. That, and they, that's, they stand out to people and they think, oh, geez, And that's, that, that's that why I'm fantastic. saying I might have had a biased look because mm. I was cheering marks. When uh, Cripps, because I know a time when the game was going to end, when Cripps took that mark on the 450, I was just cheering that mark. Oh, well, I and everyone to... came in, he took that awesome contested yeah, mark yeah. you touched on. To me, it was brilliant. That's what I said. He stepped but up when we I needed him to. Just agree what you've you've said earlier and you've got in here. I totally agree with you. Liam Ryan changed that game. Yeah, he was. To me. To me, if you're looking for influential players... And third quarter... He completely and changed the game. Hit the pressure hit, and this is where they come to a pressure axe and all that. He's, Cripps is usually renowned for it, but he was just manic. And he was all it was everywhere. Um, I, I want to talk about a few of that. I want to talk about Yo and Shuey, but I'm just going to say this about Nick Nat, and you brought it up around the ground. I don't think they want him to play around the ground to conserve his energy because he's got so much dominance at the ruck. Mm. And there is no other ruckman in the league that does what he does at centre bounces or stoppages. Oh, he's number one. He is no one mm. is at tapping the ball and then on the ground. There's no other ruckman that does that. And that's why I rate him higher than a lot. Like I said, as a all-round game, I have gone and Grundy probably just in front. But as a tap ruckman at stoppages and centre clearances, no one comes close. Interesting you say that. Did you hear what Chris Scott said in his press <laughs> yeah, was great. He said, worst thing about kicking a goal is we've got to go back to the middle of the ground with Nick and Nick yeah. in there. And so. I, I think is what he kind of is getting at is you can't... What Nick Nack brings to the, a game, you can't tag. Yeah, you no. can tag Grundy and Gorn. And to be yeah. honest, I think Grundy's dropped off massively. His last month he's has happy. been yeah, horrible. He's Statistically, he's only ranked now mm. the eighth 
best ruckman right now. Gorn's probably having no. Gorn Goldstein's ahead of him. Goldstein, Gorn I think, is having Goldstein. so underrated because he hasn't got the Grandeur Gorn name. So, somebody brought it up. I think Most it clearances Ga- in the comp too. Goldstein somebody brought has. it up. Gary Lyon, and he said, you know, people talk about Gorn and he's Melbourne centric. Don't forget. Yeah. And he said Gorn's the best ruckman in the comp. And he said, yeah, but. He's got a midfield too, but how come his midfield can't do what the midfield do off Nick Natanui? Hmm. And that's where he said that's where it yeah. separates them. Did, uh, Isn't it ironic that they could have been talking about that? They chose yeah. Jack Watts instead of Nick Nat in their draft. And yeah. even if he did come home like they're worried about, you'd get great picks for him, wouldn't you? Hmm. Uh, it's just funny because Gary Lyons said something else once. They asked him, is Lockie Neal the best comp uh, player in the comp right now? An informed player in the comp? And Gary Lyon, who's not an Eagles fan, okay. turned around and said, no, I think there's a big man over rucking for the West Coast Eagles right now who's the best player and most informed, informed player right now. Let's uh, quickly talk. I, I thought Yo and Yo did a brilliant job. He was on Dangerfield for most of the game, mm. and they, they probably ended up square. Yeah, I would say they so. They both yeah. ran 500... Um, Tim Kelly ran 500 metres uh, gained, but Yo and Dangerfield were the other two. And it was exciting... They used to say, like, Fife against Dangerfield. Yo and Dangerfield, that was... I, I didn't really notice it in the first half. In the second half, it was brilliant. Yeah. And there was... There, there's something about Elliot Yo, and I don't know if you notice this, but when we're behind, he gets angry. Mm. And then he, he sort of, like, won, and he just becomes this, like, bull. And it takes him, like, say, a quarter and a bit to get going. Yeah. But when he gets going, you just can't stop him. He's just like like an angry ant. Great tackler, too. But we just talked about, you know, you can win taps. But the way Nick Nat wins taps is so different and fancy. Mm. I want to relate that to Luke Shuey. And this is something I watched during the game. A Luke Shuey clearance. And we've got stars in our team. Like, there's many so There's something about a Luke Shuey clearance, though. Like, he might not get as much ball, but when he gets a clearance and it's gets class. a run, it is one of the best clearances I think I've he's a great, seen in a long time. He's a great reader of the game. He, he, look, he, he is, and he, and he will run out of that clearance. He's got great vision. What I find, too, is he's got short most legs. people most people <laughs> yeah. just kick it. Yeah, but uh, I think you said with Clayton Oliver, we've had this conversation, oh, where, where he'll, he'll get clearance, but he'll just quickly get him and bomb it forward. Yeah. Luke Shuey will run. He'll go, I'm just going to run through this pack. And I haven't seen that since the Cousins and Judd era. A player in this coast do it that way. And it is, he's just, his clearances are just almost magical to watch. And he had a couple in these Cats games that just was brilliant. Oh, yeah, really, and he's prepared to go on his left. Well, you look at yeah, the, you look at the first clearance. That was magical. Yeah. And the funny thing about Shuey is when he, he runs, I noticed it because he's got... To me, he's got short little legs, and it looks like he's doing more steps than he should be. Hmm. But he, he, it's 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 almost graceful. It is, <laughs> and it, uh, he's changed direction and just stop. He'll yeah. halt, and the player will keep like try and tackle him. But Nick, uh, sure, he'll just stop. <laughs> so that player runs in front of him, and then he'll just go again and burst again. It's just great. I, to watch. I think too. I think we got to give credit to our defense on the weekend because we lost Shep. We lost the young guy uh, the first Harry game. Edwards. Edwards. Harry in the first quarter, and he did all right in the first quarter. He was going well, well until and then, boy. But you take that. You're taking your you're taking your key defensive player out, so you've got to fill that in. Friendly fire, ships. Yeah, yeah ships hit. Ships yeah. hip or knee. Hip knows his hip, yeah. Knows his but, hip. Yeah, but Brad Shepard again. How he's not in everyone's name. Nah, all today, today I saw about eight stuff. rolling All-Australian teams, and he's in every one of them. Oh, the funny thing is, the AFL one, he's not. Tom but yet, Brown. Brown uh, Campbell oh, Brown. Brown. So, yeah, Campbell Brown's got him in there. He had Gaff on a wing. He kept he rolling Jennifer quiet. Hmm. Um, he's beaten Charlie Cameron. Yep. He beat Robbie Gray. He's 
great. He's beaten every player he's played on. And he's got 20-plus disposals every game. He's been top two in marks for the whole competition through that time. His disposal efficiency is elite and, and now. Doug, right? And Duggo's work on the half-back now is Agreed. just... Doug, that was probably one of the best complete games I've seen Duggan play. He's just come along. Oh. It was very mature. Oh, okay. I swear he had one two weeks where I felt he played better. Mm. But he's just... We touch on almost every week, our young backs and yeah. how good they're playing. Yeah. Like quickly, before we go on to the next game, I want to say Geelong, you know... Like you said, they were in control for two and a half quarters, and that was due to Tom Stewart. Um, he did great down back. He was switching between Kennedy and Darling. Mitch Duncan got a lot of the ball, but he didn't have anyone going with him. Patrick Dange, if you would, you know, he ran with Yo, as we said, all game, and that was just a little contest in the south. And Zach Tui did all right in the forward. Mm. switching from half back to forward mm. kicked two goals and he's got a big kick on him and he kicked the goals when they needed it um, but as we said we got on top of him after well probably in the first three four minutes of the third quarter it was all Eagles after that I think we had something like 18 inside 50s to their six in the second half and that was a difference of the you know, and when they did go forward in the first half, they were scoring every second time we went in, and that's usually our game yeah. plan. And we were getting a lot of ball inside fifty, and um, we just weren't capitalising. So, but yeah, it was a great game to win. Yeah, and good, it was, was probably a really, that, was a good game to watch actually. And it's, it's probably one of the highest class games yeah. that we've seen because um, mm. like the three games I've seen since then, it, it is boring to watch. It's, yeah. it's boring to footy. So well, I don't crowd, know if that's made me makes, The crowd makes a difference too when Massive you've got a crowd there. Yeah. All right, let's get on to anything. Got anything else to say about Well, <laughs> not so much the game, <laughs> but I want to talk about crowds now because there's been so many right, well, let's quick developments. Yep. All right, so a lot's been made of the grand final this year. A lot of word is South Australia has now gone backwards and said they're limiting their crowds now to 10,000. Also, the NRL over in Queensland is now being investigated by the police over their crowds. So the AFL is not increasing their crowds in Queensland. Also, everyone knows there's been six people sneaking the country that's proven tested uh, for COVID that hasn't basically, you know, said they'd been to Victoria, didn't quarantine. They've had now had nine community transmitted cases of COVID today alone. Uh, schools have shut down in Queensland. Borders are now closed in New South Wales and Canberra can't even now travel there. So it'll be very interesting with this crowd size thing, we're the only state that can really have a decent crowd now and they're going to reassess it on August 17. They're going to reassess will we go to full capacity. I don't mind if they hold back because... I'm talking about the grand final. Final series probably still won't be here. But I don't think the AFL can take a punt because they want to decide this month with the corporate sponsors. They need a crowd for the grand final. And it's starting to look like no other state can actually have that. Uh, South Australia have said no to a hub. They don't want them there. They're letting them fly in and fly out, and they're letting them come to WA and fly in and fly out. Also, Jeff Kennett said WA should thank... Colin Barnett for building a stadium that can have the grand final which I found is very interesting coming from a Victorian CEO because they do have their fingers on the pulse a little bit there they do know what's going on. Also Lee Matthews from Brisbane Lions who doesn't just have ties he actually works there has He's come out and said director. the last few days yet yeah, board director mm-hmm. said it can't really be in an NRL state race so it has to go to a football state which is South Australia in here and all these developments are having now and we touched on this already 
they wanted it to make the decision in August. The AFL can't gamble on hoping that another mm. state can eventually have a crowd when you can already have 30,000 here and in two weeks' time we're going to look at opening up for 60,000. Yeah, look, it's going to be interesting. I find it funny because the print media in Victoria want it in Queensland, but the video media also Optus. Mm. So it's like half want there and half this. So I guess we won't know. Um, something's happening behind the scenes. Let's. I, I don't mind if the finals are away. If the grand finals are here, great. And what people don't realise is Eagles might not get there. So it's not automatically we're going to get there. I would love to you know have I mean? it here. But that would be, though, that'd um, be great. Damien yeah. Barrett. Uh, said kind of something similar too. Said that, uh, and he almost said it like a slip of the tongue. Like he, he got shushed like up pretty quick. He said, "Yeah, final series. Yeah, they deserve that Queensland goes, but they can't have a crowd, so the grand final being Optus." And then they quickly moved the cameras over. So I think, did you just have a tongue slip there? Is that why they haven't decided yet? Because they can't. They actually mm. cannot decide now right, because they can't. they can't take the gamble. No. All right, let's get on the bounce down, eh? Let's hope it's in WA. It's bounce down. All right, this Sunday in the pouring rain, yes, there's going to be torrential rain for 20 to 40 mils. Eagles will take on the Blues on Sunday at 1:35 p.m. Western Standard Time. Uh, the last six times they've met, the Eagles have won, but the last time the Blues won was in round six, 2014 at Marvel, and mm. I was at that game, so it was interesting, and we should have won. I think we lost by about 10 points. It's going to be interesting, because um, the last few games have been close between these teams, but I think it's the first time since 2015 or 16, I could be wrong, the Carlton's played here. Yeah, they I haven't played Eagles I've, over here. Not I've Eagles here, guys. No. Yeah. We've always played them over there. <laughs> I think because they were trying to give us games at the MCG, I think they were mm. playing a lot there. But that is something I noticed that we always play them, and only once a year. Yeah. Um. So they never came here. Mm. So it's interesting. Let's go on to our uh, injury list. Uh, Frankie Watson, as we said last week, ACL. He's gone for the. 12 months, so is Venables out for the season and Mitch O'Neill, he's out for the season, we're back, but McGovern um, it is a thumb injury I'll talk to you off air what happened there, but I sort of got a friendly little message from somebody high up that mm. it is a thumb even though I was saying it was a groin or a mm. or an ankle injury um, and I still don't believe him, but anyway, he could be out for another two weeks Maybe three. I think they're trying to rest him, maybe. Take a cautious approach, yeah. though, Gov. Yeah. We, these yeah. intercept marks, invaluable. Uh, Jones, somebody said he had a setback, so I don't know where he's at. I haven't seen the injury report this week. Mm. And Hutchings is still another week away. I'll tell you what, uh, it's another thought I had. I have these, you know, in my mind. It goes a million miles per hour. My mouth can't usually keep up. Um, I sat there watching that Geelong game, and we missed Redden, we missed Gov, obviously Rioli. And then even Venables, I thought Venables would be so handy now because he was starting to real come in form. He was dominating that first quarter until Gorn knocked him out. Not in a dirty way, it was just one of those footy things. And I thought, here we are, like Cameron's not playing great. We've touched on a few of these plays. Um, Ainsworth, you know, it's great to get exposure. But I thought, we're not actually at full strength. We don't have our best 22 out there. And I thought, Venable's not for you. He would be handy right now to be like Ainsworth's position or Cameron's position because mm. he's got a lot of games on his belt and he's coming in like to 
prime not primary school yeah. but that that area and i thought that's four right there that you would bring into the best 22 i feel that's that's quite a lot to yeah, be yeah i out. agree i agree on that would you agree yeah. well, mainly no, govern red and would obviously not, be the I'm front not sure about animals um, no, Hutch is not in our best 22. Yeah, I think Yo is Hutch has changed more his of game. A role player. Isn't yeah, that's yeah. it. If you're going to lock down hard and tag, yeah. Hutch can. But Yo plays that defensive, like we yeah. touched on with Dangerfield. Mm. Um, but yeah, you got Gov, you got Rioli, you got Red and straight away. And then Venables is that one well, we, that could come yeah, in. Yeah, I'd say three out of the four there. And so Venables was. Oh, I wouldn't say he was really cementing his spot. I think he was really struggling a bit. Uh, yeah, I, like I feel like he was just coming into form. He wasn't getting to the heights. I thought in his preseason him. games he did pretty good. Yeah, I think when he got injured, we were starting yeah. to see why he was picked. But as I said, I'm talking about that fourth spot for like Ainsworth or Cameron. Mm. Oh yeah, well, you then, know what I mean. He's not coming in for you like brought a up sheet. Ainsworth and Cameron. Um, will they hold their spot this week? Because there's that's what the discussion I, I, is. I think Cameron will because I think he's getting better every game. I don't mm. know if you guys agree. Like because he's a tackling machine and his tackling was getting his better. game game time ain't big, yeah. so he's not getting much game time yeah. as what a forty would be. Uh, Ainsworth. I would say no. Um, I love not dropping these kids straight away, though. I love the fact he's got two, three games now. Um, but I would say if Redden's fit, Redden will come. He would come straight back in. Yeah. But if he's not ready, I'd love I've mentioned this with the revolving door thing. Brandon was slammed quite, not by us or like many, oh, people, but a few him. people on the page. I slammed but him. He was having the. About the same amount as disposal, but he was taking like eight, ten marks a game. Which my, is my thing huge. was, my thing was, so, Brandy was his turnovers. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, he and, did have um, a few stinkers. But what I mean is, like, even he playing that Ainsworth role, got a few he, games. Now that he's not there, you're thinking, well, he he probably had the same impact, and there wasn't this outcry for and his, Ainsworth to get dropped. His name's not getting brought up now because Oscar Allen yep. is in. Waterman played in the back line after Edwins went down, and I thought he did he did pretty good except for the fumble that he if he hit, if he had fumbled it properly he would have been a goal to Geelong, but he did all right. Um, so Edwards, this is what I'm going to say: he got concussed. Technically, he can play on Saturday. Yeah, easily because it's over the seven Sunday days. too. No, he, technically they said they shouldn't play the next round. Right, yeah. but the next round doesn't start until the Saturday. So technically, because we're in a buy round, yeah. So technically, he can play, but, but I don't think he will. That's not written in what law, like. Yeah, no, but that's, that's just that's a rule, like yeah. a footy thing. Rule. Like I've seen a lot of people yeah. in custom they play the next week. But he, he, Sunday he didn't know where he was. No, uh, he ran. Did you hear coast to coast? No. Oscar Allen was uh, in the back huddle, um, and all the backs got together. And Harriet's got up, ran in there, and he looked at him, and Harriet was just didn't know where he was. <laughs> he says his mind wasn't there, but his legs were there. And Oscar Allen's the one that called the trains over, say, "Get here quick! He's he's gone." And he admits he just he had no yeah, idea he, where he, he, was. he, he where was. was. He was concussed on his feet, you know. Uh, fr- a friend of mine was in the rooms afterwards and said it looked like he was punch drunk. Yeah. Mm. So um, I don't think he will play. So either Rotham's going to come in, or do they flirt with a Jetta? A smaller I'd, back. I'd bring Rotham in. Or you want to? Either you need a key position player. Uh, I like. Back. I bring, like the youngs getting. I'd, games. I'd bring I Tommy really Brass back out to centre back and put Rotham back into full back. At and, this stage where we're at, yeah, I love yeah. the fact bringing young kids. Um, Jetta to me has to take the role of Cole, Nelson, and Duggan, yeah, and yeah. they're not playing bad footy, so he no, can't so do injured. that. Yeah. And and um, but what about Schofield? Defending. Like I realised his last game, yes. we were very strong and not coming mm. back. But what tools do they have? 
They've got a couple. They've you got Hasbolt. You know how big I am on Schofield? Is it Kerno? And, um, Kerno's not playing. Who's their other tall? They've got like a rough, right, pinch hitter rough. Well, let's, let's go. Guy, uh, yeah, so we do need two big talks. Well, let's go through it. They're going to be without Charlie Kerno, Brady Kemp, and Nick Newman because they're yep. all out for the season with knees. McGovern is a test. So if he does come in, they even go higher, uh, taller. So he's a test to... We'll see what happens. Because it's going to be wet, I don't think they'll go with him. Savani and Marchbank are out with two weeks. Paddy Dow's out. So what they've got left is they've got Cripps, Betts, Sam Doherty, Sam Walsh, Mark Murphy, Cade Simpson, Jacob Weedering. Now, he's in great form, Weedering. Australian form. He's brilliant. And then they've got... You know, Jack Martin, Levi Casbolt, Ed Kernow. Casbolt. There's one over to Ed Kernow, um, Petretsky, Seaton, and McKay comes back in. Okay. Yeah, I can't think of his name. He pinch hits in the ruck for him too, so they do have a couple big tools up forward. So I do feel we need that second tool almost. Um, But... I kind of forgot it was wet. So now that you said that, I kind of do like the sound of Rothamore and medium size because you know Shep plays bigger. I, don't, I think the ball was going to be on the ground a lot more. I don't think we're going to see a huge Jet- contested. That's why I said Jetta. Yeah, because his kick he, could come in. I hand. thought he's better in the wet with his kicking game. Very but interesting. Would you bring him in and just like for just Harry Edwards? Like that well, that, that's space. what I'm saying. Um, I said no originally, but now I'm thinking I forgot it was wet. It's not going to be a marking yeah, kicking game. No. What about you, Waza? Yeah, uh, like I said, to me, Redden's the obvious inclusion if he's fit. I, I'd bring him in for Ainsworth. Um, and he'd be in for Ainsworth. Yeah. I'd keep Cameron in, give him a bit more time. I think he's getting better. Um, the one that he just, every time, and this is not a, I'm not having a go at him, but, and I wasn't at the game, and you see, you see a lot more at the game than you do on TV. Cripps is not getting. The amount of ball or damaging as he nope. could be, and at half weeks. at half time I was sitting there going, "Crips, like he, he's barely hanging on," mm. and then his third quarter, he, I'm like, "Oh, leave my words." Yeah, he, I, I know, think that was one of his better and games. Yeah. His yeah, third quarter and his second half, I'm sitting here, he's playing himself into it. So. He's running a lot, which and you don't see on yeah. TV. Yeah, and the probably the thing that's keeping him in is there's no one to replace him. Oh, yeah. I was actually waiting for you to finish to say it because. We've got Cameron in the side. Jones is the you only know, other one. And Jones, uh, Petch is injury. Jones is injured. Oh yeah. And this not having the seconds competition is mm. just. I'm really hating the season mainly because of that. I hate there not being a second tier comp. Not seeing these kids play. Not seeing people get into form. Because sometimes players get into such form they force themselves into that side. My thing is, and this is probably a media thing and a COVID thing. They're playing their games against opposite teams, the scrimmage games, but no one knows when they're played, yeah. where they're played, and who plays good in them hmm. until they say, oh, yeah, look, uh, he did pretty good in the scrimmage game, blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't know about you guys this year because you're not getting to the ground, and that's probably the reason why you can't go and watch it, but you're allowed to go watch a waffle, so why can't you go watch a scrimmage game? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. We all, we're all on here, and we've all said there's one player we want to see play before the end of the year. And he's the only guy I'd like to bring in, is that's Brayshaw. Yeah, I'd like to see Bailey Edwards come in. Uh, Bailey Williams. I was going to say there's three. Bailey there's Williams O'Neill, there's Bailey Williams. And I reckon Bailey Williams will get a go when we do our four-day game breaks because mm. I think they'll rest Nick. They'll give Nick a break some stage. Because there's no way he's going to play two games in four days. Mm. And I've worked out two of the teams that have... There's been four teams that have had four-day breaks and I think three of them 
have had a loss. Mm. And Brisbane was one of them. And they've got another one coming up. They played three games in the space of about two. Port, Port well, was the only team that won. But Port was the winner. Yeah, Port was the one that won. Yeah, um, yeah we're going to see it a lot, sadly. Uh, well, it was it was stated at the start of the season that the, phys- the head of the physio in the AFL said there will be a lot of soft tissue injuries this year. Yep. There'll be a lot of hamstrings, yep. calves, thighs, because they're not getting the strength that they normally get and not, in games. And they're still training in eights. Yeah. So they're not training yeah. in bigger groups. Um, look, we always bring this bit up where we can exploit the game. To me, we always say the midfield... Is that the case again this week? Well, even more so than normal, being a wet game. Do they tag? Be, uh, did we tag Patrick Cripps? Do we tag no, Sam I think, Walsh? I think same thing. No, think, not Sam Walsh. Yo, go ahead. I think Yo yeah, goes to defensive. Yeah, Yo will go on Cripps. Yeah, and I think uh, Sam Walsh. Well, I don't think Sam Walsh has been as damaging this year as he no. was in his first year. He's still averaging 23, 24 positions. He's getting the ball, but like I said, he's probably getting them across half back. I haven't watched enough of Carlton to work it out. All I know is Jake Wiedering's doing pretty good. Yeah. So so um, our forwards probably have to work that out. Uh, Jack Martin, he's a live wire. So because it's now when we're talking about the um, the wet, this might suit um, Carlton down oh, to the ground because they've got a lot a lot of ground players. I'm a little confident, but I don't like feeling confident. Uh, <laughs> question without notice, boys: Who's our best mid? Oh, Who's our best mid at, yeah. the, at this point of time? I don't want more than one. I don't want your list good mids because they're all, all good. Right. Who's our best mid? Depends on if you classify. No, who is, your, classify. it's your opinion. There's no wrong answer, was depends it? Depends if you classify. You could pick mid. Ainsworth and it'll be correct because it's your opinion. At the moment, you got longer to think, Wayne. So you got like. Oh, mine straight off. Yeah, top. at the moment, right now and right. I'm going to say Kelly is Kelly. I'm um, Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly, yeah. I'm not answering. I just wanted to hear you guys. Well, I, I'd have Gaff pretty close too, uh, but he's more outside. He's playing outside that's, game. That's why I thought it was just such an interesting yeah. question because we touched on Sheed was top three, if not in some people's opinion, best on ground. That was his best game. Kicked two goals in the mid, you know. And he's what our fourth tier mid. We talk about Shuey's class, like his clearance are above. We've talked about uh, Gaff adding to his game blocking plays and his outside run beginning this year and Kelly's just a contested ball beast like, uh, it's so hard to pick gonna, Yo both ways defensively and offensively that's gonna, where we're going to win and that's why I'm very confident I'm especially be, in a wet game I'm going to be honest with you now why I didn't give JK a vote in my top three well, in the first 14 seconds, he should let that ball go through and let Kelly, Kelly get the goal. Dream start started. against Geelong. <laughs> 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 no, that's just purely a joke. That would have been brilliant, but yeah. I was sat there and went, oh, this has got this. Oh, there you go, Jake. Yeah. He said, oh, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> well, it's good to see you live. All right, guys, winner in margin. Eagles by 24. Yeah, Eagles by 15. It's going to be wet. Well, I'm going to say Eagles by 37. I just oh, think they They'll uh, be tight for two quarters, and in the second half, they'll uh, kick kick away because mm. uh, Blues will be thinking about their next game in Queensland four days later. Yeah, and that's probably where the personnel depends on who lines up against each other, and it, it could be different for the Eagles that they might. Will, you know, will they go in with all the big tours? Mm. Will they give Oscar or Jaker a rest? Who knows? Well, I hope not. Let's hope not. Um, uh, the why thing I want. You, why would you rest him? Yeah, we got to keep going. Keep if going. A, if I was a player and I was told we're going to rest you this week, I'd tell him 
get stuffed. Yeah. I want to rest. No. I want to play. Yeah, we had to keep going. Um, if we win, we go on to the top four. Um, who knows what's going to happen with finals. If they are in Queensland, we only have to finish in the top four because it won't matter if you finish first, second, third or fourth, will it? Sadly, that's very true. So, But we'll find out soon, and that's why I think what the clubs want to know what's going on. So, yeah, let's hope for an Eagles win. Uh, join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. You can download the shows from there, or you can go on to any podcast platform. Uh, SoundCloud is our preferred. iTunes, Spotify, Google, Castro, CastBox, Overcast, Wooshka. There's fucking heaps of them. Um, podcast Central on Facebook as well. Go there if you want to download it. And uh, till next week, boys, if you yeah. go to the footy, take a poncho. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be wet. All yeah. right, catch you guys. See you later. Built. We crossed the net.